All right. We're live. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I just, Hi, everybody. I've forgotten everything that I'm supposed to do now. You're fine. <laughs> Remember that scene in Wayne's World when they left Garth by himself in the studio? Oh, yeah. This is going to go exactly like that. Mm. Exactly. So, all right. Um, so, thanks, everybody, for showing up. Uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to just chat here for a few minutes until we get uh, a couple more viewers. Just so that uh, we don't have to say things over and over again. Uh, there's all right. There's Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for showing up. I appreciate it. Bigfoot of Stevens County says, "What's up?" What's up? Hey, what's up, Will? Will? <laughs> Will? Uh, Will Ulmer, Bigfoot of Stevens County. He is a phenomenal researcher, or I'm sorry, enthusiast. Uh, like myself, he doesn't really like the word researcher. Uh, it's something that's kind of just, it's kind of stuck. Uh, people use it. But um, I, I like the I like the term enthusiast myself. I was impressed with his um, tracking skills. We got to preview a movie that's going to be coming out here soon. We'll talk about that later. But I was very impressed with Will's uh, tracking ability. So I, I I've <laughs> said to her several times. I think Will would have made an excellent police officer. Mm. Um, I don't know how he feels about that, but uh, <laughs> I think his attention to detail uh, would really be a credit to any police department if he was to decide to join. So if he's looking for a second career, um, you know, maybe that's something he wants to look into, but you know what? Uh, I don't think he's ever told me what he does for a living. So he, he may be a police officer. He may be, he's like an international man of mystery. Uh, but anyway, thanks everybody. Thanks for uh, showing up. This is the launch party for my new book, uh, Abandon the History and Horror of Port Chatham. Um, okay. We are the people responsible for the book. Uh, I am Larry Beans Baxter. Everybody calls me Beans. This is my wife, Tamarin. Uh, Hi. <laughs> I wrote the book and she edited it. Edit, <laughs> edited it. She's the editor. I'm the editor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I need to edit that comment you just made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is live. We can't, we can't cut it out. It's, uh, yeah. By the way, watch your language. That's okay. She won't even cuss if she I gets sloppy myself. drunk. So it's okay. That's not true. I've never been drunk my entire life, and you know it. Yeah. All right. Oh, we got Billy Mefford in the in the uh, comments there. Hey, Billy. And Anita, my cousin from Kentucky. Glad you could join us. Um, and Bigfoot Medoc one. Says hello, first time to your podcast. Awesome. Thanks for coming. We appreciate you being here. I'm monitoring the Instagram chat. So if I look down, it's because I'm looking for comments or questions. Yeah, she's not. She's she's totally scrolling Facebook. <laughs> she's on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if uh, this is your, your first uh, launch party, uh, we appreciate you showing up. Uh, this is our first launch party, either attending or hosting one. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, there's Jennifer from Florida. Hi, Jennifer. So you are you are probably going to be that's the my yeah the person that's the furthest away from us. It's literally on the other side of the continent from us. <laughs> uh, there's Michael Thompson, the Sasquatch Tracker. If you guys are interested in Bigfoot in Alaska at all, check out his website, SasquatchTracker.com. It is a wealth of information. In fact, there's some information in my book. Uh, from his website. It is uh, probably the best database of uh, Bigfoot information uh, in Alaska. And there's uh, Heidi Cox uh, from the Cox family. Appreciate you uh, tuning in. So anyway, uh, well, we're here for the book, so let's talk about it. Um, this is my first book. Uh, I do have more planned. This is a... Um, Proof copy, so it's got not for resale across the top. If you get a copy, we'll have that on there. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is it. This is what uh, what everybody's been waiting for. Uh, a long time in the making. Uh, I started writing it probably a couple of years ago. It actually started out as a little bit of a different project. Uh, it was going to be a book about Bigfoot on the Kenai Peninsula. And as I got into it, I just... I just felt like I had to do a whole book about Port Chatham. And um, that's kind of what the, the project morphed into. And uh, we got some more people showing up. Mark, good to see you. 
Uh, Anita says, we all make it look easy. It's not. I, I assure you. I love how she types out y'all. <laughs> that's how she speaks. I love that. And, and Ter Teresa from Indiana. Teresa. Hi, I have a brother in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. We've <laughs> it's got a pretty state. We've got a lot of family around the uh, <laughs> central, central. Uh, what is it, the Midwest? Not the Midwest, but the uh, Kentucky, Indiana area. Northern Bible Belt? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Smack dab um, in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that aren't familiar, I'm going to talk just a little bit about the history of Port Chatham. Those of you that have been following me on like uh, some of my podcast appearances and stuff like that, uh, you're probably sick and tired of hearing about Port Chatham. But uh, Port Chatham is a little town here on the Kenai Peninsula. It's actually, from where we're sitting, it's only about 40 miles away. Uh, but it's extremely difficult to get to. There's no roads going to it. Uh, you can only get there pretty much by boat. Uh, there's not really any good places to land a plane there. And uh, it was a small, it started out in the early 1900s. It was a small fishing community. Uh, they had a fish processing plant there. They had a lot of industry there. They had um, sawmills. They had mink farms, fox farms. They had a lot of industry in the area. And it was really um, a bustling little community as far as Alaska standards go. And they started having some problems in the town. They had... Uh, some local natives working there, working in the uh, the processing plant and the sawmill. And the natives started uh, talking about people going missing. They were refusing to work uh, unless uh, the owners of the uh, fish processing plant did something. And they were saying that something was was coming to bother them that lived in the woods. They called it the Nantinak or the hairy man. Uh, it's basically their version of Bigfoot. And... Anyway, you know, time time went on, and the town ended up, in 1950, ended up being abandoned. The last resident of the uh, town was the postmaster, and he left in 1950, and they just left all the machinery and equipment from the cannery there. Mm -hmm. there there's still houses there. You can see on the cover of the book, that's a picture that um, I took on one of my trips there. That's uh, one of the houses that's still standing this is the one that you'll see most mm -hmm. often if you Google Port Chatham. This is the one that you can actually see from the shore uh, when you pull up in a boat. So that's probably the most common mm -hmm. image that you'll see from Port Chatham. There's actually more houses uh, back here up in these woods, but uh, they're all in about the same condition. <laughs> but uh, we got uh, Melanie and uh, Michael and Melanie checking in from Kentucky mm -hmm. and uh, Randy. Hi, how are you, Randy? A lot of friends and family. <laughs> so... Anyway, as you know, the town was abandoned and it just, the, the stories about the place just kind of spread. Uh, they had some, some uh, encounters there that were reported where hunters were, were getting uh, yelled at and chased out of the area. And it just became a place where it just got a really bad reputation uh, for being a place where the hairy man lives. So... A lot of the locals were afraid to go there. A lot of people were, were uh, somebody just texted us so they can hear the dogs snoring. Yeah, those are our yeah. Frenchies. So, yeah, they're sleeping right behind us. That's the snoring. <laughs> they're adorable. <laughs> so, anyway, it just it developed a really uh, sinister reputation, a really bad uh, reputation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was fortunate enough, I met up with uh, Stephen Major and Adam Davies, who... Uh, were curious about the area and they wanted to uh, go into the area. They were interested in the legends of uh, the Bigfoot that lived in the area. And uh, I was fortunate enough through Stephen, who's who's here with us, uh, I was fortunate enough to go into the area twice. And uh, that helped me collect a lot of information that's in the book. And uh, we've got a question. Kevin asked, is there a cemetery at Port Chatham? Did you see any headstones when there? Uh we did not find a cemetery while we were there. Uh, there could very well be one, but because of, I mean, nature's just completely almost reclaimed the area. And just because of the growth and the uh, density of the woods there, I mean, we could have been right next to a cemetery and we wouldn't have seen it unless we started tripping over headstones or something probably. So yeah, I, I don't know that there's one there. And uh, I'm not super familiar with mm -hmm. the native burial practices. I mean, they, for all I know, they may bury their dead at sea since they're so close to the water. But uh, I 
personally I didn't see any cemeteries or anything there. Um, do you want to take Hi, it from me? <laughs> hey, Sarah. <laughs> and Morgan's here. And Will says, no way he'd ever go live. <laughs> I bet he'd go live if he could do it with somebody. But no, just for those of you who are just joining us, welcome to the Abandoned History and Horror Port Chatham uh, launch party. This is Larry Beans Baxter, the author, and I'm Tamaron, the editor. And do you want to unveil your book one more time? Oh, yeah. For, those, for, anybody who just yeah, for those of you who weren't here the first time, that's uh, my proof copy that I got. <laughs> so... Mm. Really happy with the way the cover turned out on them. Yes, and thank you to Extreme Expeditions Northwest LLC for providing that photo. I think it's a great creepy cover. I love that cover. So um, just to let everybody know, Beans's website is alastsquatchpodcast.com. And on there you can see his latest news. Those are events that are coming up or podcasts or YouTube channels he's participated in. So you can even go back and look at some of the stuff he's done. Um, and we have a new store. Um, unfortunately, the author copies are not in yet. So the book's not on there, but we have unveiled a couple products um, that we'll also show you on here. And um, the author copies are going to be in route soon. Hopefully they'll be here. Um, there is a mailing list on the website. So if you go into the website, alaskasquatchpodcast.com, go to the store. Um, there's a form you can fill out if you'd like to be told when the books are coming in, just in case you want to order from the website. Um, they are available on Amazon right now. So you can just look under Larry Baxter or Abandon, um, you know, Poor Chatham. So if you're not worried about them getting personalized or an autograph, you can get them from Amazon, but they will be on the website soon and you can get a personalized copy that way. Um, and just to let you know, there is a form on there asking how you'd like to have it personalized. You know, do you want it signed to someone else as a gift? Is it for you? Um, but that's all available. It will be launching soon. We, we hope as soon as those author copies come in. Um, but you can get a paperback or Kindle version on Amazon right now if you want. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to talk about mm -hmm. the giveaway that's actually been live now for a couple hours? Sure. So uh, <clears throat> we're sponsoring a giveaway, and uh, we're going to give away some really cool stuff. And do you want to tell them how to enter first, or should we show them what they're getting? Well, the first thing that we're going to give away are copies of the book. <laughs> We're going to give away some, which it'll be author copies, of course, not the proof copy. So as soon as those come in, um, if you win, you'll get a copy of the book and it will be autographed. And we'll ask you to if you want a personal message in there or not. But this is the first prize we're giving away. We're going to give away two copies of the book. And to participate in the giveaway, you can either go to the Alaska Watch Facebook page, Twitter account, or website, alaskwatchpodcast.com, and look for the contest form. Um, you just have to enter your name and email address, and the contest started at noon today, Alaska Standard Time, and it goes for 36 hours, so it'll end midnight tomorrow night. It's 11 o'clock tomorrow night, yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, and then the it'll just choose randomly um, some winners, so this is just the first that we're giving away. We're going to give away a couple books. Yeah. So. And also, when you, when you order the book uh, from the website, just make sure you put on there who you want it. If you want me to sign the book, who you want me to sign it to, like if you're buying it as a gift uh, for somebody, say your name's Susie and you want the book autographed, you know, I need to know not to make it out to Susie, put on the, the little comment box, please make it out to Bill or whoever, because uh, it's for his birthday. And that's another, this will make a great gift for anybody that's interested in Alaska or Bigfoot. And uh, Teresa says she loves the documentary. Uh, she wants to get the book. I'm going to wait for my autograph. I appreciate that. Um, the, the documentary she's talking about is In Search of the Port Chatham Hairy Man. Uh, Stephen Major and I went in to uh, Port Chatham in 2018 and uh, filmed a documentary. It was the first time anyone had ever been to Port Chatham with the explicit uh, purpose of looking for Bigfoot. Uh, so Stephen likes, uh, likes to make that point that we were the first in there, first boots on the ground. Uh, there's a few people that said they did it, but they didn't. Uh, so we were actually the first ones to go into Port Chatham to actually look for Bigfoot. Yeah, in fact, you have chapters dedicated specifically to 
the expeditions and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you didn't get to see in the documentary. Beans is a perspective of what he went through and what it was like to go on these expeditions. So I guess we'll talk a little bit about my role in the book. I was the editor. Um, you know, when you're self-publishing and you're starting out, you want to try to keep things, your expenditures uh, low. So we're like, who can we get to edit the book? Well, I'll do it. <laughs> now, I can't stand grammar. I was one of the worst classes in school. I hated it. So the approach I took was I read the book and we, we printed it out first. I read it. And basically, anytime I got stopped in my reading, um, you know, I got pulled out of the story or I you know, thought the flow needed to change. I basically just made notes. I mean, true, there were some like commas here, periods there, some formatting. But for the most part, I just read it. And I felt, you know, if I could just read this book and feel like I was, uh, you know, in the moment, um, then I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> but after that first draft, we ordered the author um the proof here, I read it again as the book and mm -hmm. I found even more yeah. <laughs> issues. It's amazing how when you're looking at this printout, this document, and you're trying to edit it and our brains are amazing, your brain will autocorrect. So when you're reading, a lot of times you may see an error, but your brain corrects it for you. So a lot of times I found errors in the book that I didn't find in the printout. And that's actually kind of fascinating how our brains do that. We have built-in autocorrect. Well, <laughs> plus, we had been reading the book while it was in progress. And I I knew how it was supposed to sound and how it was supposed to flow. So I would automatically read things in a certain way or cadence or, you know. Mm -hmm. And like she said, my mind would autocorrect it. And then the same thing with her. You know, she had read it two or three times. And would kind of gloss over things, and so we we really um, tried really hard <laughs> every time we looked at it to look at it uh, with fresh eyes. And uh, I ended up sending one of the proof copies to uh, Stephen, and uh, his wife Daisy actually uh, caught a couple of things, not just you know some missing commas and, and things here and there, but uh, uh, it was it was really. A good thing probably to get as many eyes on it as possible before you know we hit the the go live button um and i would give that advice to anybody that's thinking about writing a book or especially self-publishing it's just uh you know before you hit that live button you know have a couple of different pairs of eyes go over it and uh, maybe even somebody that's not uh, a fan of or familiar with the subject matter that way they're a little bit more critical of the um grammar and the flow of the book and uh, so will is asking are you going back again in the future for jonathan that is a good question and one that i don't really know the answer to at this time i think if the opportunity presented itself i probably would go back and i imagine that uh once the book kind of gets out there and more people are aware of it i believe it's probably going to lead to me getting more uh stories and accounts from port chatham and uh, I think that probably if that starts to happen and I start gathering more information and in, in uh, history of Port Chatham, uh, I think I could probably, uh, I could see myself writing another book, more history and horror of Port Chatham. And um, I think, I don't think I'd want to do that again unless I, I had another trip under my belt and uh, in, going in there. So I think I would have to say I, I would definitely take the opportunity if it came up but uh as of right now i don't have any plans to go back but i think i would if i got the opportunity to well i know you guys had goals the second time around you know you really wanted to reach a certain spot and unfortunately the second time around the weather just didn't allow for it or time but i think you still have goals that you want to meet you know things you want to do while you're there areas you want to explore maybe actually spend time you know on the ground camping you know but yeah. We'll have to see. <clears throat> there's a there's a lake it's at a higher elevation and uh we really steven and i really really want to get up there because i think that is probably prime habitat for all kinds of wildlife and um i believe we'd have a really good uh, opportunity to lay eyes on some wildlife and, and that would be a good place maybe to uh set up camp for a couple of days 
So if I ever get to go back there, I think that's going to be one of my goals is to get up there to that lake. But it's it's pretty it's a pretty high elevation. I believe it's shown actually in the 2018 documentary. A drone yeah. is flown up to that lake. Yeah, we flew a drone up there, and it just it looks like a, a beautiful area. And I'd like to check it out if I get the chance. So I, I hope I get to go back, and I hope it's before I uh, get to much more old and, and decrepit, so I can uh, <laughs> so I can handle the rough terrain. Mm. So where are we at? We well, number so. Do you want to go ahead and read an excerpt from the book? Uh, you have sure. a little sample. I, I um, wanted to, to read a little, just a little uh, teaser on of the book, and uh, we kind of went back and forth over what I should read. And this is, don't worry, this isn't very long. This is just like three or four paragraphs. I know if I sat here and started reading the book, people would probably start uh, getting bored and logging out. So I wanted to uh, just read a really quick sample chapter. And this is uh, one of the first chapters that deals with the the history and the industry of the area. So uh, bear with me. I'm a better writer than I am a reader. So if I stumble, don't uh, don't think I'm not I'm not very good at public reading. All right. So this is again, this is talking about the history of uh, Port Chatham and the uh, industrial um, the economics of the area. The town in its heyday was a bustling community for a small village. Records from the era indicate there were fox and mink farms, as well as a store, post office, school, and a pool hall. It's hard to imagine, knowing that there was so much ind industry and infrastructure in that area, that by 1950, the area would be devoid of all human life, left to be reclaimed by nature. The general consensus is the postmaster was the last resident to depart the town in 1950. Despite mankind's best efforts to tame and control Port Chatham, the land was able to break the will of man and loose the shackles of civilization. Ghost towns are not an uncommon thing in the United States. Just about anyone with a casual interest in history can recite the tale of a town that was established based on its proximity to a valuable resource, usually gold or silver, and how that town experienced the influx of settlers and miners looking to profit, exploit, or just plain survive using the resources available. Alas, as the earth gives, it can also take away, and even the most bountiful mine can play out. Once the local mine stops producing and the town's cash flow diminishes, the town would cease to exist. Residents would move on to greener pastures, leaving buildings and other things too big or expensive to move to be reclaimed by nature. The history of Port Chatham can certainly be compared to the more compared to the before-mentioned ghost towns. Resources discovered, plundered, and people moved on. However, there are additional circumstances surrounding Port Chatham that should not be ignored. Unlike most ghost towns, the monsters and spirits seem to have been there long before the town was abandoned. See, so, you did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe that wasn't so bad. Maybe I'll do an audible version of the book as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Cryptic Zombie. Just joined us. So for those of you who are just joining us, again, welcome to the Abandoned, the History and Horror Port Chatham launch party. This is for uh, Beans's book that he's written, um, available on Amazon and soon to be available on the website, lastwatchpodcast.com. Um, I think at this point, if you want to talk about future live appearances, where are you going to be in the That's future? That's right. So <clears throat> if you want to see me talk, Bravo. <laughs> Hi, Tyler. <laughs> if you want to see me talk, um, I'll be speaking at the Medellin Falls Bigfoot Festival. I believe, as of right now, all the tickets for that have sold out. It is a sellout event, uh, but the tickets are just for the speakers. So there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on there. They're going to have uh, a film festival, which I believe is free, in the, in the uh, movie theater there in the, in the town. Uh, in the uh, the Nuvu, mm -hmm. I believe is the name of it, theater. Uh, you're just going to be able to walk in, sit down, and watch some free Bigfoot movies. Uh, they're going to have a big tent set up in the town square uh, where all the speakers will have um, vendor tables. Uh, you'll be able to show up, uh, talk to me, meet me, uh, buy the book, hopefully, and uh, I'll sign it for you. Or if you have bought a copy previously, if you can't wait to read it, Buy one off Amazon, bring it by the Middle East Falls. I'll sign it. I won't charge anything for that. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I uh, look forward to seeing people there. And then that's August or uh, well, even, June. Even though the speakers are yeah sold out, all the speakers are going to be there hanging out. So yeah. it's going to be bustling. You're going to see lots of people. 
um, that you will recognize from YouTube, from documentaries. I mean, it's going to be, everyone's going to be there in the Bigfoot community. <laughs> you'll, you'll see so many celebrities, including the biggest celebrity in the Bigfoot community. Who's oh, that that's there? right. Who's that? Bob Gimlin. <laughs> Bob Gimlin. Uh, from uh, the Patterson-Gimlin film thing. Uh, he will be making an appearance, and uh, I love I love Bob. I can't say enough about him. He's uh, he, he's a character. So if you get a chance to swing by and meet him, uh, it would definitely be worth your time. And uh, those dates those dates are June nineteenth and twentieth uh, this year, and also coming up in September, closer to home here in Alaska, we're having the Boreal Bigfoot Expo, which is going to be in Fairbanks. Again, that's going to be September fourth on a Saturday. Uh, they're still planning and putting that together. Uh, I believe uh, the Sasquatch Tracker is going to be there as well. He's going to be speaking along with myself. I think they're put, trying to put together some uh, events and hands-on things for maybe the kids to do, but uh, that's sure to be a good time. We'll have more information on that uh, later on uh, when they uh, get the details worked out. And uh, where are we at now? Okay, well, I think at this point we can unveil uh, the second giveaway. I'm going to let you handle this one. <laughs> well, shoot your eye out. All right. So September 4th is the board. Did I say September? Yeah, September yeah. 4th. September 4th uh, is the Boreal Bigfoot Expo. Uh, and so we're giving away two copies of the book. We've already announced that. Also, if you go to the giveaway page and sign up. That's available. You can go to lastwatchpodcast.com. You can go to the Last Watch Facebook page. You can also, I think I posted a link on my personal Facebook page. I believe she did as well. Uh, you just go on there. You just fill out a little form. I think you just have to put your email address in and your name. Twitter. Sign, yeah, and Twitter. Uh, Twitter. You can sign up for the uh, giveaway. Uh, we'll be picking uh, some random names. From those entries, I believe it ends about uh, 11 p.m. tomorrow. So Monday, we'll be picking those winners. Well, the the generator will pick the winners. We won't pick the winners. Yeah. It'll be random. I'm going to hit a button, <laughs> and it's going to pull a name out of everybody that's um, that's entered. So anyway, this is uh, the next thing that we're going to be giving away. This is a folding knife, a knife, a pocket knife. It's got the Alaska Watch Podcast logo on it. And mm -hmm. this is a full function. This is a real pocket knife. It's not a toy. Great to take with you fishing and camping or just to have in your pocket. Even just opening up packages. You never yeah. know when you need a knife. So that's going to be the next item that we're going to be giving away. So uh, be sure you get over there and sign up for that. I think she's going to... Okay. Everybody that wins anything, we're going to throw a couple of goodies in the bag, too. So this particular knife, um, we had some different designs drawn up. And this one is just the logo. But on our website, we actually have black and silver ones for sale that have the logo and a Last Watch podcast on there. So if you don't win a knife or if you just want to take a look, go to the website, alastwatchpodcast.com, go to the store, and we have them for sale on there. Um, and then everyone who wins in the giveaway is also going to get, these are really cool, an abandoned uh, bookmark. It's like <laughs> opposite. So it's got the cover on there. Um, it's a great bookmark to have while mm -hmm. you're reading the book. And then also these stickers, these are vinyl. There's like a glare. These are like vinyl stickers. Um, we have these on our water bottles. We've washed them over a hundred times and these stickers do not come off. They're a great way to accent your boring water bottle. So everyone who wins is going to get a bookmark, a sticker, and anyone who makes a purchase off the website yeah. also gets a bookmark and sticker um, until we run out. Steven so, says, I want the knife. Steven, if you win the <laughs> knife, I'm sending you a Nerf one. <laughs> Steven doesn't need a knife. Uh, Muhammad um, is asking about the link. Uh, it's on the, the link to enter the drawing is on the alaskwatchpodcast.com website. It's also on the Alaskwatch Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, just go to the Alaskwatch Podcast Facebook page and uh, scroll down a little bit. It should say, here's a link uh, to sign up and win some sweet Alaskwatch swag or something like that. Just click that and uh, it should open up. You just put in your name and your um, email address and you should be entered to win. And I believe we had another question on Well, Instagram. this is actually perfect timing because the next thing we were going to talk about were the audience's favorite cryptids and if they had questions. So Cryptic Zombie is asking, can you tell him about the Hairy Man? So I would say talk about 
the Harry Man exclusive to your book because yeah. there's a lot of Harry Man <laughs> out there. Yeah. Well, that's one of the interesting things about the subject is, you know, Alaska, when people think of Alaska, they think of Eskimos, but there's so many more indigenous peoples here than just Eskimos. There's a lot of different groups all over the state, just spread uh, very far apart. And they... There's five, actually. There's five different native yeah. tribes. So <laughs> they have... Um, they all have one or more uh, legends about bipedal hairy creatures, or, and they all have different... Uh, they assign different uh, abilities to them. Uh, you know, for example, what are you looking? No, you're fine. Okay. Did I, it's like, did I <laughs> no, say no, something no. wrong? No, 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 you're uh, fine. <laughs> so they assign uh, different abilities to them. Some people say that uh, they can shape shift. Like the one here in Port Chatham, uh, the hairy man or the Nantanak, as it's called, uh, they can. They say that uh, he can uh, turn into other animals, and that's why he's so hard to find. Uh, they believe also, much like the Kustaka that's in southeast Alaska, that uh, the Nantanak was once human and that it's a person that's kind of gone feral and has gone to live in the woods. And they also have um, the Denina people have what's called the Nantina. And the Nantina, which the name is very similar to Nantanak, uh, the Nantina translates to the ones that steal us. So there you have, again, the popular belief that uh, the Bigfoot or Hairy Man uh, will kidnap people and uh, take them away. So, you know, you've got a lot of similarities between these indigenous groups that are, you know, spread pretty far apart. Uh, the indigenous groups in uh, North America and the continental United States. They all have similar beliefs, and I think that's one of the things that that's one of the things that draws me to it and makes me so interested in it is that these people were spread so far apart, yet they have uh, beliefs and interests that are so similar, and it makes me think that there's just more to it than just you know made up uh, legends. I think there's actually something to it. And uh, I need to take a drink, so she's going to talk for a second. <laughs> um, just in case you're just joining us, welcome to the uh, Abandoned History and Horror Court Chatham Launch Party. Also, if you're wondering about the noise, those are our French Bulldogs. <laughs> they seem to be escalating a little bit in the, I don't, I don't think, oh, I think if they're on yeah, Instagram, they might see right a little there. bit. Yeah. So if you have a French Bulldog, they cannot be separated from you, so they go wherever we go. So that's the noise, is the French, yeah. two adorable French Bulldogs. Um, so thank you for putting up with the, the noises they're making. Um, so I think actually you should talk about two very important people in your life when it comes to your Bigfoot stuff, uh, Stephen and Adam. Talk a little bit about how you met these guys <laughs> and how they've, um, I don't know, been with you on these adventures. <laughs> well, they've almost gotten me killed several yeah. times and vice versa. Uh, so Stephen and Adam, uh, I actually met Stephen through Adam. I had met Adam at a conference, a Bigfoot conference, and I've always been interested in Bigfoot. I always had that interest in the, you know, monsters and cryptids ever since I was a kid. I think a lot of people that are, you know, if you're of a certain age, like I am, you know, you grew up on the on in search of and the legend of Boggy Creek. And it just really lit a fire as far as interest in cryptids uh, in me. And I met Adam at the conference, I think it was a 2017 uh, International Bigfoot Conference. And I uh, was really impressed with him. And him and Stephen had come up here to do a, a recon at Port Chatham. They'd spent a couple of days, not in Port Chatham, but near Port Chatham, and uh, had done a, a quick recon into the area. And I met Adam and Stephen, when, or I met Stephen uh, in, during that visit. And he uh, was uh, gracious enough to invite me along on the uh, filming of the In Search of the Port Chatham Hairy Man documentary. And uh, it was just, you know, it was an amazing opportunity. And uh, Adam actually went back with us in 2019 to Port Chatham, uh, where we filmed the uh, Alaska Triangle episode that we're in. And uh, there's actually, if you, if you buy the book, there's... Uh, there's account, both those accounts are in there where we went there and we're filming and kind of a little, uh, I don't know, like a little travel diary that I, mm -hmm. that I uh, wrote for those trips. 
Uh, but you can also check out the actual product of those trips uh, in the documentary In Search of the Port Chatham Harry Man, which I believe is available on uh, Amazon. And you can buy the DVD from uh, Stephen Major's website, xnorthwest.com. And um, you can see the Alaska Triangle episode. I believe it's available on uh, Amazon and a couple other uh, travel channel, uh, Discovery Plus. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can watch that there. Uh, that episode was very well received. I, I have had a lot of positive feedback from it. We had a lot of fun filming it, but the weather was crazy. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to go back to Port Chatham is how bad the weather was. Uh, and speaking of Adam, Adam has also written a book about Port Chatham. It's called Revenge of the Hairy Man. Uh, it's uh, quite good. It's available now on Amazon as well. The only thing about Adam's, Adam's is uh, nonfiction. No, I'm fiction. sorry, it's fiction, <laughs> and uh, mine is nonfiction. So this one is uh, kind of a, a what-if uh, Adam's imaginative uh, imagine, um, retelling of the events that led up to the abandonment of Port Chatham. And uh, it's a really good companion piece to my book. I suggest you get them both. Um, so that's uh, – I'm about to hit the close button there. That would have been bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check out Adam's book, uh, Revenge of the Hairy Man. It's uh, available on Amazon as well. But, uh, you know, I think uh, they're they're both really good books. Obviously, I'm a little biased toward mine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Adam and Stephen, uh, both amazing people. Uh, I would not uh, have ever set put on Port Chatham if it wasn't for either one of them. So if it wasn't for either one of them, uh, there would be no book. And uh, I wouldn't be uh, sitting here talking to you right now and uh, begging for your money. Please, God, buy the book. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's move on. I think, how long are we? We're about 40 minutes in. Yes, I think at this point, if the audience has any, any questions about uh, cryptids or your book or Bigfoot or even just questions about, about Alaska, you know, that would be great. Um, yeah. Is it cold up here all the time? Uh, well, right now, if we look outside your office window, there is about four feet of snow in front of us. But, you know, it's quite mild here, actually. In fact, most of the time we have family um, in Kentucky, we have family in Indiana, and we have family in Florida. And with the exception of Florida, usually, oftentimes it's colder there than it is here. Now, our winters last longer, but they're quite mild, actually. But we do live in southern Alaska, so we yeah. might be a little spoiled down here. Yeah. Jesse Desmond that lives up in Fairbanks, she'll tell you about the, she'll tell you about winter because uh, they get that's some hardcore weather, winter weather they get up there. They get the negative temperatures and everything else. So, <laughs> but uh, we always get the same questions whenever I talk to people uh, from back home from Kentucky. They always they always is it cold up there all the time or is it dark up there all the time? So it's uh, <laughs> that's what people want to know about. And then they see they see that all the Alaska TV shows and. Um, you know, they, the, all those Alaska reality shows, they're all based on reality, but I mean, you know, it's TV, so they have a lot of drama to it. And like the Kilchers, uh, have to, have to kill, if they don't kill something, they're going to starve for the winter. Well, you know, they live about as far away from the grocery store as I do. So, uh, <laughs> don't pull back the veil. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, we got a question. Kevin mm -hmm. says, was I able to find a written description of the hairy man uh, by a Port Chatham resident? Uh, there are a couple of sighting reports in the book where there's some limited uh, physical descriptions given. I did find a couple of other um, sources of physical descriptions that are in the book. I don't want to I don't want to spoil the book, basically, but uh, there, there's a couple that are in there. Um, I'm very fascinated by the name Nantanok to begin with because I've heard uh, different translations for the name Nantanok. Some people say it means uh, half man, half beast. Some will tell you that it means um, giant hairy thing. And some people will tell you that it just doesn't translate well and it does, there's no direct translation. Mm -hmm. So uh, I kind of I go over all that in the book a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesse says it's warm today. It got up to 20. I think it's about 20 here today, maybe 25. It's like 20. No, I think yeah. it's warmer than that, although yeah. it's snowing right now. <laughs> yeah, and Jennifer said, oh, it's cold here, too. It's 39 degrees. If it was 39 degrees here, I'd be wearing a T-shirt. Well, all the snow would be melting. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cold for Florida, though. 
Um, so future projects. Um, well, I have at least two, maybe three more books uh, that I would like to write. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to write a, a book that gets into basically investigating the Bigfoot phenomenon from a law enforcement officer's uh, standpoint. For those of you that don't know, I'm a retired uh, police officer. So I kind of wanted to talk about using those skills in my investigations um, into Bigfoot and Sasquatch and kind of some of the, I was fortunate enough to attend a lot of training uh, when I was working as a police officer. So I've had a lot of training in things like uh, uh, homicide investigation, sexual assault investigation, and uh, forensics. So I would like to write a book that kind of incorporates um, a lot of those disciplines and how they relate to uh, Bigfoot investigation. So I think, I don't know that there's a huge demand for it because just about every every Bigfoot researcher out there that's ever written a book has written some kind of a field guide or investigations guide. But uh, I think it would be one of the first ones that's probably ever written from a law enforcement uh, officer's perspective. And then I want to write uh, something that's not Bigfoot related. I think I'm eventually probably going to sit down and write um, just a collection of short stories about my time in law enforcement. I think that's probably going to be um, maybe my third or fourth book. And I want to, at some point, I want to do something about the, with the Lake Iliamna monster. Uh, the Lake Iliamna monster is a, um, is a sea monster. Well, it's not a sea monster. I guess it's a lake monster uh, that's uh, said to live in Lake Iliamna. There's been a few shows about it. I think they may even tackled it on the Alaska Triangle. But uh, I, I think I'd really like to write something about that. And uh, I actually just recently uh, got a report that there may be a uh, lake monster in a lake not too far from me so uh, that I can drive to. I don't have to fly to like Lake Iliamna. Mm -hmm. So I might end up, if I can get some more information on that, mm -hmm. I might actually uh, write about that instead of Lake Iliamna. But we'll see. It all depends. Uh, I know we've got some uh, expeditions planned, uh, Stephen does, that uh, I'm going to be a part of. We're going out and doing some stuff. After the Medellin Falls thing, uh, basically any kind of uh, expedition or research, anything like that that I'm involved in, uh, is potential for you know future books uh, or anything like that. I think uh, there may be some filming going on where we might make another documentary. And uh, that reminds me, mm -hmm. uh, I believe this week, this coming week, uh, we are going to, well, we, Stephen is going to release uh, Bigfoot Encounters of the Pacific Northwest which we filmed, geez, it was almost two years ago, mm -hmm. uh, which we filmed in Stevens County with uh, Will Ulmer of uh, Bigfoot of Stevens County. Uh, Amy Boo was there. She's in it as well. Uh, Stephen, uh, Amy, and Will and I, along with Josiah, our faithful cameraman, uh, went into the woods in Stevens County and uh, just had some crazy stuff happen. I've talked a little bit about it on some of my podcast appearance. But uh, that is coming soon. I believe probably uh, later this week it's going to be available on Amazon and Vimeo. I believe, but uh, that that was that that was a life changing experience for me. I had some stuff happen on that trip that just um, I can't explain and probably will never be able to explain. But uh, it it's worth your time if you if you uh, check that out. We were lucky enough to get to preview it, and even though I knew. You had told me about what had happened there. At certain points in the movie, I actually got goosebumps. Like, I was actually scared. Even though you were already back home safe and sound, just watching you go through that in the documentary, I was I was creeped out. I was a little scared. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably the first time that I've ever gotten scared, like really scared in the field. Even the two times I went to Port Chatham, don't get me wrong, I had some concerns in Port Chatham for my well-being, but uh, the trip to Stevens County is probably the first time that I got, like, legit scared, and um, yeah, it was, it was bizarre, so uh, please check that out. It's called Bigfoot Encounters of the Pacific Northwest. I believe it's part of a series. Mm -hmm. I think it's a 10-part series. Something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, I'm not sure if the ones that are premiering at the meddling falls thing or a part of that series or not i, I think they I, may be yeah 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 but if you want to check it out before the festival it'll be available here coming up yeah Teresa wants to know where you can watch it it's going to be on amazon i don't know if it's going to be on prime right away it's probably going to be 
something you're going to have to rent or buy. In Vimeo. Yeah, in Vimeo. Um, I think I'm probably just going to end up. I, I don't know if he's going to be producing this or not. I'm I, not sure I think I. I had asked Stephen about making this, and I think he said maybe probably not this one. I don't think they sold very well uh, for the last one we did. A lot of people, yeah. uh, you know, DVD is a media that isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Most people stream. stream. Everything's, everything's going Digital to Digital or stream. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a link to that. It's not. You will, though, yet, when it premieres, yeah, I guarantee when, you. <laughs> when it premieres, I will definitely post a link. So. Yeah. In fact, if you want to, you know, be kept abreast of everything Beans is doing, you know, he's got the website, alaskwatchpodcast.com. He has a YouTube channel. Um, and then your podcast is on the usual places, you know, Apple. It's also on the website. Spotify. Um, yeah, Spotify. Um, so Beans is constantly producing podcast content, um, YouTube videos. In fact, now that the book is written and as soon as we get those author copies in and we kind of get them where they need to go, um, we'll be doing a lot more in the field. Um, I encourage him to film everything because even if you don't see anything um, Bigfoot related, Alaska is a beautiful place. I mean, even just driving from our house to my parents' house 70 miles away, it's gorgeous. You know, we live in a beautiful state. So he, I encourage you to film everything and you can check out all that content, um, you know, He's a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stephen just posted a comment. It says he'll talk with Josiah. Josiah is our faithful cameraman and editor. Uh, he'll talk with Josiah today. It should be available on Vimeo initially by this Tuesday. So, Sacrificial lamb for all you old guys when you're in the field. Yeah. <laughs> Josiah, I forgot my water. Run back to the truck. Um, yeah. He, um, I think it's going to be a, a really – We've been going too long. I'm starting to spoon around. <laughs> it's going to be really well received, I think. And um, I think uh, it, it was an amazing experience making that. So I was lucky to be a part of it. And I'm glad Stephen asked me to, to go along with that. And uh, I had something else I was going to mention. I kind of forgot about it. Mm. Well, you know, speaking mm. of, you know, you being retired in law enforcement in the book, uh, what's interesting about your book is he – does investigations, so he's actually interviewing people who were born and raised there. Um, he writes, um, he produces all the evidence, basically. Even though Beans will give his opinion in the book, he puts everything out there for people to draw their own conclusions, um, and you do give your opinion, but it is written from uh, an investigator's perspective, and I think that's great, because even though people will write what they find you actually have so much experience in investigation and writing reports about it you know you had to produce reports that had to be read in court so it's it's a great it really is a great book i know i'm probably biased but um i think it it was done really really well. i'm proud of him for this book so thank you and one of the I, I didn't really mention it earlier but one of the inspirations for the book obviously i mentioned uh the Legend of Boggy Creek. Man, you're really solid. Another snoring. I apologize. <laughs> um, I mentioned the uh, Legend of Boggy Creek and how that was influenced. And when I started writing the book, I wanted, I wanted to capture that, that feeling of the Legend of Boggy Creek in the book. So I think I did a pretty good job of it. There's some, you know, you have your historical. Uh, information and we go back and we explore the uh, infrastructure and the uh, industry of Port Chatham and then we'll have um, a dramatic uh, encounter story and then we go kind of go back and we talk more about like uh, historical information and, and you know people that uh, lived in Port Chatham and then we go back and have another uh, reenactment if you will uh, of an encounter. So I, I really tried to get the the spirit of uh, the legend of Augie Creek uh, in, in here. And I think I did a pretty good job of it. So um, if you enjoy the legend of Augie Creek, I think you'll enjoy the book. Hmm. Well, I think at this point we should unveil our third giveaway. And before we do, just let everyone know if you want to participate in the giveaway, it's on the Last Watch Facebook, it's on the lastwatchpodcast.com, and also on the Last Watch Twitter. Super easy to enter. It's just your name and email. And um, a random winner will be picked tomorrow night. Um, and so our third, I'll let you yeah. unveil this. All right. Steven's going to lose his mind when he sees this one. All right. <laughs> You're not getting the knife and this, by the way. Even if you, if you, if I drew your name out twice and you want both of them, I'm going to see you both. Because you don't need both of these things at once. 
So what we have here, this is uh, really cool. This is. I don't know if it does it yeah, show up okay. An Alaska watch shot glass. Two point seven five ounce tall yeah. shot glass. So this is a sipping shot glass that you can sip from. And it's got. Is that laser etched? Yes, it is etched the... in there, so it's dishwasher safe. Um, it's available on our website, Alaska Podcast or LaskaWatchPodcast.com. But we're going to give one of these guys away with, of course, the companion bookmark and vinyl sticker. These stickers are great for your laptop, great for your water bottle. Like I said, we've watched we've watched these over a hundred yeah. times, and they won't come off. They're amazing. Stickermule.com. Thanks, by the way, for these uh, stickers. They make great yeah. stickers. And you're just getting the glass. Sorry, no hooch. <laughs> uh, so we've got, we're giving away two books. Mm -hmm. The knife and the shot glass. So go ahead and uh, enter the contest, and you'll get a, a chance to win one of these four items. Uh, and, uh, mm -hmm. What does Steven say? Oh, hell, forget the knife. I'll take the shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna says, I can always use a shot glass. Yeah, We should uh, we should maybe uh, give some of those to the salty dog. Maybe there'll be some free advertising. Yeah, the famous, yeah. The famous salty dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you can join join the uh, giveaway at alaskwatchpodcast.com. Um, you can go to the Alaska Watch Facebook page and uh, enter the giveaway. Uh, the Alaska Watch Twitter page also has a link. And anywhere else? No, I think those three places. Yeah. Uh, oh, and my personal Facebook page. And, yeah, 11 p.m. tomorrow is when it will end. So, yeah, enter. You know, you never know. Throw your hat in the ring. It'll be random who wins. But someone's got to win, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't win if you don't play. Where are we at? We're at. Oh, 51 minutes. This is going by pretty pretty quick. Yeah, this is this is our first time doing anything live. Yeah. And so we did create an outline. A little advice for people who want to maybe do live is create yourself a little outline because you'll forget everything if you don't have that to guide you yeah. along the way. It's going pretty well. I think there's been a couple of times where I was I kind of drifted off or wandered off or kind of got lost. But otherwise, I think we're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, uh, everybody that watches uh, will... We'll buy the book. I see. Mm -hmm. I see some people make some comments on Boggy Creek, and uh, I, I think I think it really does. I think if you uh, if you read the book, I think that you'll get kind of a Boggy Creek vibe from it, uh, where it's that uh, historical documentary type of um, information, but you also get the creepy, scary Bigfoot stories, which uh, everybody is, is a big fan of. And then, you know, I've also got some not-so-scary Bigfoot stories in there. So uh, I talk about a lot of the different aspects of Port Chatham. You know, Big Port Chatham is not just Bigfoot. There's a lot of other things going on there. Um, you know, there's a, some paranormal aspects uh, to the place that uh, I try to uh, capture the, the, those legends and, and convey them in the book. So uh, you, you just have to check it out. I don't want to spoil too much. I don't know how. I've, I've never uh, had to to talk people into buying something i've made so i don't know how much to spoil but uh. well one great thing about the book is as we all know we use the internet to find information um unlike the old days when we used to use encyclopedias which we did we're old enough where we <laughs> used encyclopedias and we went to the library but what's great about this book is you put information out there that you found through your investigation that is not available on the internet so you found that you found some things out it's not on the internet. So if you're interested in Port Chatham, if you're interested in Alaskan history or Alaska legends, this book will reveal things that you cannot find anywhere else. Um, so, but no spoilers. Yeah. You have to read the book for yourself. Yeah, that's true. If you Google Port Chatham or if you look it up on the internet, you'll find probably the same, I don't know, half a dozen stories just kind of retold and regurgitated over and over again. And uh, this is uh, really special in that it brings something different to the table or something new. Uh, you know, there's only so much under the sun when it comes to Port Chatham. And this book uh, has some information that's not out there uh, in the public eye. So, you know, I, I really, when I got a hold of some of that information, that's when I kind of thought, man, I've got to put this, you know, I've got to make this book. I've got to produce this book because it's going to bring something new. It's not going to be 
the same half a dozen stories uh, that are told over and over again. This is going to be something that people uh, haven't heard about. So that was one of my major influences in uh, putting the book out was to get some information out there that uh, wasn't common knowledge. Yeah, and to get the book, if you want to get it now, it is available on Amazon. You can just search Layer Baxter or Abandon the History and Horror Port Chatham. It's on Kindle and paperback. But our author copies are being printed by Amazon now. We're hoping they're going to show up here soon, any day now. And we'll have it for sale on the website as well. If you want to get a personalized or autographed copy, um, look for it on the website, lastwatchpodcast.com, and you can sign up to be notified. So if you don't want to keep an eye on the website, you can sign up, and we'll let you know when the book is yeah. available on the website. I uh, par Partially that's my fault. I kind of jumped the gun a little bit with the um, uh, marketing on the book. I didn't realize it was going to take so long to get the author copies in. I honestly thought they would be delivered today and that we'd be able to put them live on the website. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of pros with publishing through Amazon, but there's a few cons. And that is one of the cons is that when you order author copies through them, they basically they'll get to it when they get to it. They kind of put it at the bottom of the pile. Um, so it's there's still they haven't even shipped yet. Actually, I think I ordered them on the I think it's or something. estimated delivery yeah. date was March 31st. So we're hoping by the end of the month. Yeah. But I was I was given hope by the proof copy because the proof copies we ordered, they showed up. I think I ordered them on a Friday. Like they, six days later. They showed up on a Wednesday. So I thought, oh, that'll be fine. Not the case with the author copies. So uh, anyway, we're, we're uh, hoping that they show up next week. And Maybe you should make a YouTube video on what you went through trying to self-publish through Amazon because there were some hiccups yeah. along the way. We learned some stuff. And even though you research things as much as possible, um, sometimes all the information isn't out there. And yeah. we ran across some issues. <laughs> and that's another thing I, I kind of wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, even though I'm publishing through Amazon, uh, which a lot of people are not a fan of Amazon, um, I am doing my best to support small businesses. I have gone around to some of the independent bookstores in the area. There's a couple of bookstores uh, here on the peninsula. They are going to carry the book. Uh, Homer Bookstores one. Uh, Inkwell's Bookshop is another. And I believe there's one more. But uh, once the author copies come in, I am going to be uh, selling those through the uh, bookstores. So I'm kind of, I'm using... I'm using Amazon to uh, help uh, the small businesses in the community. I'm a big fan of uh, small businesses and privately owned business. So uh, that's, uh, I thought that it would, it would be a really good fit to sell the books locally and uh, the tourists that come into those stores. Uh, it would be a really big attraction for them because they'll see the Port Chatham book. They've seen the, the uh, Travel Channel series, the Alaska Triangle. They've seen those things. And... Uh, the one bookstore I went to, the lady actually told me they've had people come in and ask if there was Port Chatham books available. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, pretty popular uh, locally and through these small independent bookstores. So uh, just waiting for those author copies to come in. Okay, so everybody, don't forget to sign up for the giveaway. It's available on the website at lastwatchpodcast.com. Um, and you can also check out our store as well if you're interested. And then it's also the Last Watch Twitter and a Last Watch Facebook page. So I think at this point, you know, you'll have some views. But I just want to thank everyone for showing up and for coming and for supporting, you know, uh, Beams. So, you know, this is not just a hobby for him. You know, I have nurtured it as much as possible, supported it, you know. And is hey, that what you call it? <laughs> it gets him out in the woods. He has a great time. And he tries to put as much of it out there for people to see, whether it's through his podcast or his YouTube channel, you know, so people can see Alaska and can see what he does here in Alaska and across the United States. He's been to quite a few places. Um, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And thanks everyone for, for supporting him. And, um, you know, thanks for coming today as well. Yeah. I appreciate it. And everybody that's bought a copy so far, I see Tim and uh, Lindsay, right. They've already got their, their copy. Um, I really appreciate it. They, I like it when people send me pictures. Yeah, they'll, they'll get they'll get great. the book and they'll send me pictures. Um, thank you, Michael. Thank you for the comment there. I appreciate it. I can't wait for you to read the book. Uh, you're definitely going to be getting one. And, um, you know, I, I just really appreciate everybody that showed up today. Uh, I think I, I had uh, more people uh, show up than I expected. 
And uh, I really appreciate it. Don't forget to enter the contest because you could win some free swag. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know when the books will be here to ship out, probably uh, sometime next week. But we have the shot glasses and the knives, so if you win those, those are good out uh, probably Monday afternoon. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks, Theresa. Teresa. Thanks, Anita, Michael. Appreciate you guys. Everybody that's on uh, Instagram watching us, too, appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Will, I hope you had a good time. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, we're going to call it with that. We're right out of an hour. We made it. We did. <laughs> we made it. Thanks also for putting up with our snoring puppies. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, thanks. Thank you guys so much. Uh, be sure and check us out on alaskawatchpodcast.com and on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I had a really good time today, mm -hmm. and uh, I hope you ha guys have a great time watching us here. And I hope you have a great time reading the book. And I really appreciate if you do get a copy of the book, uh, if you throw us a review up on Amazon, because it really helps. It helps people find the For book. little guys like us. Yeah. So, uh <laughs> All right. I don't think I've got much hey. more to say. All right. Thank Take you, guys. Care. Thank you, everyone.